0: You may have heard us talk about the ministry On Eagle's Wings before. We love this ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, since uh, 1992, On Eagle's Wings, uh, they've been bringing hope to Native America. And they what they do is they want to empower young people to share the hope that they found in Jesus uh, with their own people and equipping them to make a difference in their communities. It's the Native American Outreach of Ron Hutchcraft Ministries, and this morning, Ron is on the campus of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. He's with some of the Native American students who are part of the first class of students at the On Eagle's Wings Leadership Center. It's a a gap year program for Native American students, and they're going to be a part of Moody's chapel service shortly as a part of Native American Heritage Month. Anytime we can talk with Ron Hutchcraft, we are very it's a happy good people. Day. It's a good day. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Welcome back. How are you doing?
1: Well, good morning, Kirk. Good morning, Kate. The, the Sunrise Kids. Yeah, right? that's right. Every morning. <laughs> Every morning. You've seen a lot of sunrises. Can yeah. I just
0: say that we went hey, uh, as a station to the uh, Navajo Reservation in, in uh, awesome. Arizona for seven years in a row, and it was wonderful. And they wow. love you. They love you. So they, the first, they said, do you know Ron Hutchcraft? Yes, we have him. Oh, yeah, he's good. They like you. They love you, and they like you. And uh, the wor- that's when we knew the work you're doing is so important.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, what's going to happen in chapel here at Moody this morning is indicative of what really what God has called us to do. Uh, you won't see me on that platform this morning. Mm-hmm. It'll be all our Native American young men and women. And that is the story. They are the heroes of what we really believe is a historic hope breakthrough among the first people of this land. Let's go backwards for just a minute. 400 years. Very first missionary ever in North America. John Eliot comes to uh, tribes in Massachusetts, does the first Bible translation for Native Americans and ever done. It was done for them. And uh, now 400 years later, let's fast forward, only four percent of the first Americans know Christ. Wow. In between mm-hmm. times, their numbers went from 10 million to only two hundred thousand left by the year 1900. Wow. almost lost the first people of this land. and they've come back now to about five million. but it is it is a great commission tragedy. and you know what we look around the world and we know we know more about the rest of the world than we do our first Americans. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, and we should know about the world, but there's a Great Commission, and this is like the great omission of the Great Commission, the people of our land who Mm. were here first. And I didn't know, you know, uh, we are on the radio there, and and, uh, thank you for the encouragement. We uh, love the people on there. And I've been on about 100 reservations now since the time God broke my heart 30 years ago. Uh, You said in 1992, Curt, and that's right, that I was just going to go there and speak, but I found for the first time in my life, after cross-cultural youth ministry was all I had done, I found the only young people I ever met who had no dreams, Mm -hmm. who thought there was no future, who had a suicide rate over three times that of any other kids in America, Mm -hmm. and because of the pain, the accumulated grief of their lives— the alcohol and drug addiction off the charts. If these things were happening in our communities, guys, I mean, it would be all over the headlines, but it's happening and nobody knows. You know, I I didn't know, and I was supposed to be an expert on young people. I didn't know. So here's what became clear. There is a lie that I believe our enemy has convinced the first people of this land of, and that is that Jesus is the white man's God. Mm -hmm. The fact is he happened to be a brown-skinned mediterranean jew <laughs> he wasn't blonde hair and blue eyed. Mm, yeah and he was from yeah. a tribe called judah he's on land that had been taken by uh, occupied by others he died a violent death it sounds like the reservation and it was going to have to be native young people who reached native young people there just weren't many who knew jesus well that has changed now and it's been my privilege to be the white guy on the bus <laughs> the little white guy praying for a whole a team that is all native americans And these young people who have been known for their statistics of their brokenness, they are the heroes of the Great Commission right now going into Native communities as only they can, not professional evangelists or pastors or missionaries, as valuable as those people are, but they they are listened to on those basketball courts on reservations. And I've been an eyewitness to thousands of Native Americans choosing Christ. Because the messengers are young men and women with a story of hope about the God who so loved the world, not just part of the world, their Jesus. And now today we're like, boy, if we could really train them up to be leaders and disciple them, especially in the areas of vulnerability from the brokenness they have experienced, they could become a force that could literally fulfill what Billy Graham said. He said, these forgotten people, are the sleeping giant, and if ever they should awaken, they could become the evangelists who reach America for Christ. Wouldn't that be just Amen. like that? Oh, wouldn't yeah. that
0: be something else? Man, if that doesn't That's light wonderful. your fire, your wood is wet. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying, man. That's exciting. <laughs> you know, the, the leadership center itself and, and the, the students involved with, with all of that, how do you train them? How does that work?
1: Well, we, uh, we it's a it's a kind of a, a there's a paradigm that we use for discipling. Learn it, then do it, then talk about it. Uh, not an original idea. This carpenter from Nazareth did the same thing mm-hmm. with twelve guys and changed the world. And we believe that first of all, uh, we we teach in a practical way that recognizes the uniqueness of their life situations. And so, I mean, we started out with who God is, who Jesus is who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, We move into who you are, your identity uh, in Christ, the one identity that you will have forever. Uh, And then we get into practical lifestyle things, uh, which we are teaching them now. They're here with us in Chicago, some of them now, uh, to experience some things here about a larger world that they can be a witness to. And so it's very practically oriented, and our concept is as soon as you learn it, Take an action step that that makes it yours, that actualizes what you just factualized. Then let's get together and talk about how that went. And that paradigm changed the world 2,000 years ago. We believe it can again. They will, during their time with us, have a hands-on experience on a reservation, a supervised, evaluated, uh, real ministry experience on a reservation uh, with a trusted partner, And then we'll know what we need to cover when they get back. Um, So there's a lot of of hands-on stuff so that they are making it real in their personal lives while they are with us. The hope is that they will be able to go to, and literally for generations to come, this will be a launch pad for Native leaders to go healed in the areas where they have been broken with a lot of healing taking place discipled in a practical and effective way and taught it to them in a way that they can teach it to others, if that happens and they go and inhabit Native communities across North America, believe me, the story that has been one of despair for so long becomes a story of hope in Christ.